0: Welcome, welcome back, everybody. It is fitness Friday, fitness at 40 Friday, flower power. It is the, it is all the, all the different names we can call it, but we have decided to call it fitness at 40 series and we are releasing these on Friday. Welcome back, everybody. It is another awesome episode at the end of the day of the cannabis connoisseur podcast. And yeah, this is this episode. We are going through the pyramid. We have at our fitness at 40 series. We've started with exercise and we went into nutrition. Oh, I'm sorry, I think we swapped it, went the other way around. Um, today, we're talking about the art of mastering restorative sleep, and that is part of the physical part of that pyramid, um, what I believe is uh, just another foundational topic to consider optimizing your day-to-day, and so that's why I want to talk about it. Um this could possibly be your favorite topic. Uh, definitely not for my kids, but I think overall, um, definitely this is something we've talked about in the flagship episode, but really wanting to hone in on it as we age as well, right? Because that's, that's really the purpose of this series that we're doing. So um, again, we start every single episode, uh, I try to at least, by talking about why. Why, 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 why is this topic important? Why do you spend time listening to me? Uh, And and why should I spend time putting all of this together, Um, which I enjoy doing, right? And I always enjoy doing this. So thank you guys for coming back, Um, by the way. uh, First, I just want to start by saying... um, sleep, you know, it just dictates everything. If you have a bad night of sleep, as you can probably tell, I had a good night of sleep last night, right? A little, little peppy, a little chipper, right? <laughs> you guys can, if you've been listening to 200 plus episodes, you probably know that by now. Um, some of you may like it, some of you may hate it. Sorry. Um, but sorry, not sorry. Sorry. But if you feel well, you, you, if you sleep well, you typically feel refreshed, you feel energized, you're ready to take on your day from the start, right? Um, without sleep, you're groggy, you're irritated, you are not sharp, you're not motivated. And you're, you're often, you know, in my opinion, I go through that day with that feeling of defeat, and it's just not a good feeling, right? It, everyone dislikes that feeling. And, and so we want to always go into our day feeling on top of the world if we can, right? That's how you start and maintain your best day. Right. And that's what we're always trying to do. Um, this doesn't get easier as you age, right? So that's the, the kicker on here. And, and so that's why we want to talk about it. How do we optimize this? How do we continue? Cause I felt like when I was, you know, obviously in my teens, I mean, I, jeez, you could sleep all day, <laughs> right? And, and some of us have teenagers and we know that they watch them and just awe. Um, and sometimes even jealousy that they're able to do that, right? And, um, I personally, I I don't know. I kind of do like sleeping a few extra less hours and feeling more productive. Maybe it's just meeting getting old. I don't know. But there's a lot of reasons why to, why we should consider um, really going over this topic and why we should we should discuss it as as a community, right? Um, and the first I would say is health maintenance. So as we age, just your quality of your sleep declines, as I mentioned, and it really can impact your physical health and, and how you manage those chronic conditions. And sleep can decline for several different reasons as you age. First of all, you have physical changes that are happening. Uh, the body is producing less melatonin often, which is that hormone that regulates when you fall asleep and often can help you stay asleep. Typically, it just helps you go to sleep. Um, And then there's different health issues that often pop up as you age. Conditions like arthritis and back pains that can cause discomfort during sleep. Um, And that can be the reason why you're not sleeping. You can have increased sensitivity. So just older adults tend tend to just wake up easier um, due to noise changes or, um, you know, just different sleep environments that they may be in if they're in a hotel or something that happens with me a lot. Uh, I used to sleep like a baby in a hotel probably because I felt like I was invincible. (laughs) And then, then, you know, it, it is a fact where you, you know, you sleep in a hotel or anywhere that's not your own and your body just tends to have a little bit more of a defense mechanism because it's not your home. Right. And so it's just, you know, that happens. Increased sensitivity during sleep can be a thing. Um, often we're taking more medications, hopefully if we're leaning on cannabis a bit more, uh, if we can, uh, maybe not, but if you are increase medications, uh, I was definitely in that camp for a while and that just, you know, there's a lot of toxins floating around and that just never seems to really help your sleep. Ambien was okay for a little bit, but it, you know, and, and Xanax, right. But at the end of the day, it never felt refreshing. Then that's, you know, and you never felt wholesome and refreshed. Uh, afterwards, so whole and refresh, I should say. Um, there's also just uh, um, lifestyle changes, right? Like retirement and, and it could be a thing. Lack of routine, if that's something. I mean, even just changing from going to work every day to staying and working at home. There's an adjustment that happens there. Uh, you have to learn to be a little bit more structured because you can kind of do a little bit more of whatever you want during your day to day, but you do have to be structured so you can make sure that you're being productive at the same time. And that includes getting ready for sleep. Right. And and it just, I find, especially when that transition happened, um, because I felt so much more free in the beginning, uh, it it was a little bit of a challenge to rein that, that freedom in. Right. But ultimately I wanted to, you know, get that structure back. And, and so I, I did end up doing that. Um, so you have those lifestyle changes, right? Like the, it could be retirement, it could be something like the pandemic, but you got to, you know, get that structure back and figure it out. You also have psychological factors, stress, anxiety, um, depression can affect sleep. We know that. And so those are physical changes, right, that can happen as you age. Also, um, you know, you want to be considering sleep for better cognitive function in general. Good sleep is crucial for that it's your cognitive health and your, your quality of of your sleep are very intimately intertwined. So we want to make sure that you're getting good sleep. Same as your emotional well being almost one of this, not one and the same with cognitive cognitive is more thinking emotional well being is how you process how you interact, how you react, if you do react, right, you don't always want to be reacting, you want to be taking time to, you know, um, just, you know, settling before you make a lot of decisions. And when you have a lack of sleep, it's tough to make really good decisions uh, in those moments. And then obviously, um, just general quality of life, preventative care, right? Uh, Understanding, you know, sleep's role and and how it can really help us can help us lead to better preventative care. health measures right better preventative practices and when we're being more preventative and we're we're getting better sleep we live longer and we live better and that's again like it's not just about living longer it's about living a better quality of life while you're living longer and that's what we're looking to do um so let's talk about what contributes you know to quality of sleep What what happens as we age and possibly you know how could cannabis play a role that's obviously what we're looking to do here right and so um how good sleep optimizes your day. So we talked about cognitive function. So good sleep enhances your intention and enhances your, your problem solving abilities, um, your capacity to learn. If you've just think about when you, you go to a class or even if it's not class, if it's work and, and you just need a level of focus, it's really hard to get it. If you didn't have good sleep the night before, it's just so difficult for so many different reasons, right? Your body's just tired. You have a lack of motivation. Um, and and you know for aging, sleep plays a defensive role against cognitive decline and dementia. Um, so you know there's 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 pieces there that we want to consider as well. Um, also, mental cardiovascular and metabolic health, sleep can help with that. Also, sleep's restorative nature is you know not just limited to the brain; it extends to overall mental health by reducing the risks of psychological disorders such as like we mentioned before, depression and anxiety. Um, for the cardiovascular and metabolic health sleep is going to regulate the hormones that affect appetite and stress have you ever noticed when you don't sleep <laughs> the next day you wake up and you're just I mean often some point in the middle of the day I get the munchies really bad um, if I'm getting really good sleep I have much more control over those urges I, I kind of I don't even get the urges is what tends to happen what I find um, Good sleep is also going to give the heart and vascular system A period of relative, you know, really relative quality rest, which is important for preventing chronic conditions in the future. So good sleep, uh, if it deteriorates is just, is you're going to start finding chronic conditions start to amplify as well. Typically is what happens. Um, Emotion regulation. I mean, we talked about this for a second, but the connection between sleep and emotion is huge. I mean, a well-rested brain is so much better at managing emotions, responding to stress, staying calm, composed. You know, conversely, if you're sleep deprived, it leads to so much emotional volatility and decreased emotional resilience. And uh, there's a lot of reasons why we can be sleep deprived, right? Right. And this is similar to mood improvement, right? So better sleep directly improves mood, similar to your emotion and emotional intelligence. Talk about just waking up feeling optimistic, feeling like you want to take on the day, having higher energy levels, higher outlooks. Um, again, decreased sleep. That mood is going to be irritable. It's going to be sleep deprived. The sleep deprivation is, is going to, you know, contribute to moodiness. Um, way higher susceptibility to stress, right? so we really want to achieve slow wave sleep and you know that th- that's another thing that sleep can good quality sleep helps you get is slow wave sleep and that is slow wave sleep is that deep sleep and and i think what we find also i've i've seen this too when i've aged i, I you know I, I say age but i think it's just going through different moments in my life when you're a teenager you just sleep like a baby right when you get into your 20s and you start living your life, and, and you start going out, and you start making those decisions, you eat, make those decisions that are different than what you did growing up, um, you know, your your sleep starts to change a lot. And and you don't have as deep of sleep as you may have had when you were younger. And that, I think, happens in your, it could happen in your 20s, right? Uh, often does. Because you're, again, you're going through different routines, you're discovering different parts of yourself, all that stuff. Um, so, you know, the slow wave sleep you know, is, is when the brain's activity slows and the body is focusing on recovery. So we need that part every single night. And, you know, that recovery is part of the repair of tissues, strengthening of the of the immune system, uh, the reduction of stress hormones. So it's just, you know, that slow wave sleep is really vital for physical restoration and maintaining a healthy mind. We have to have it. So it can be harder to optimize your sleep as you age, and and that's really what we're talking about here for a few reasons. You have hormonal changes often, so the production of melatonin, which is a hormone that helps us regulate sleep, often helps us fall asleep, is going to decrease as you age. You're going to have other health conditions, uh, typically often, I should say not typically, but often as you age, um, you know, like depression, anxiety, uh, heart disease, arthritis, all of these can disrupt sleep. You have, you can see be taking medications, and if you're taking medications, uh, that can disrupt sleep as well. Some of the side effects of those medications, especially if you're taking multiple medications, and again, this doesn't have to be when you age. I mean, there's people in their 20s and 30s that are taking multiple medications, and I've done that myself. I did it in my 20s, <laughs> so I noticed all of these things happening. And when I came off of all of them, that's where I realized that I was getting much higher quality sleep in the end of the day, right? And and that's. It just makes a huge difference what what you're putting in your body right kind of similar to what we talked about last week about nutrition um lifestyle changes we talked about this uh, a little bit with the pandemic um you know when that makes when that came about if you know retirement you know that obviously can lead to those social changes that can lead to increased stresses you're staying up later you have lack of routine sometimes um you know i that's one thing that I noticed that you know, definitely can be an issue for a lot of people when they're when they're changing routines or aging or whatever that may be. Um, there's also just a shift in sleep patterns. Like there's a shift in your circadian rhythm that tends to happen as well. Uh, just leading to more fragmented sleep It's just part of tends to be what happens when people age, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, maybe cutting back on healthy practices, which which could be a thing. Um, and then, you know, a lot of other common sleep disorders that can add to that. So insomnia, sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome. These are all common in older adults. So we got to look out for them. Um, what we can do, you know, to to improve regular sleep, there's a few common things that, that we can do that are just general guidelines. And that's a big question. All right. So these are all the way things that happen. What What can we do? Well, you can engage in physical exercise, right? For sure. I just noticed it with my, uh, my wife last night. She went to the gym, um, at for, I think it was like a 530 class in the morning and she never gets up that early. But guess what? By eight o'clock, she was ready to go to sleep and she slept all night and she woke up and she was sore, but she felt good. Right. <laughs> and so, um, you know, physical activity will absolutely, you know, put you down and it'll help you sleep for sure. That's why we try and get our kids out. Uh, minimizing bedroom distractions by removing electronics. That's a big one. That blue light is not good. Um, Avoiding substances that can disrupt sleep like alcohol, tobacco, caffeine. I mean, huge. You do not want to be, you know, taking those close to bedtime. Uh, Maintaining a consistent sleep schedule. If you are traveling, I've done this uh, to different time zones all the time. Uh, If you're just not keeping a consistent schedule, maybe just due to other work purposes or just personal purposes, um, that is, is you know, just changing that. Having a more structured routine is actually helpful. Your body will get into a rhythm. Uh, and then making sure that routine that you're establishing is calming, right? Um, maybe lights down or off, te- electronics off, maybe some candles, that's kind of calming. Whatever whatever it is that floats your boat, right? Make sure that you're considering that to to kind of add to the night. And then cannabis, you know, when you're considering cannabis, so like, why cannabis? What, Why should we consider something like that for our sleep? Well, I mean, A, it's shown to be really helpful, <laughs> right? I mean, it's the obvious. Um, but there's different ways you can look at it. And really, the question needs to be, why are you considering utilizing cannabis for sleep? And if it's for, let's say, pain, then what you may want to do is consider a higher THC um, option that is going to assist with that pain right if you're feeling sharp pains you kind of want to have that feeling where you're getting a little floaty right and you're not feeling that pain anymore and THC will help with that you don't want to be considering THC all the time on a regular nightly basis um it tends not to be the best thing most healthy thing to really rely on not to say it's the worst I would say I would argue it's still better than Ambien um but just you know, the most optimal way, the most I guess, healthy way to to sleep and utilize cannabis seems to be um, having cannabis work naturally with your circadian rhythm, which is through CBD, higher CBD strains, right? And that can be balanced. It can be a one to one. It can be a high CBD. Um, it can even be higher THC. It can be you know two to one, three to one strains. But again, whatever works for you. But you want to make sure that CBD level is in there that would assist with the ailments, maybe such as anxiety or inflammation, arthritis, um, that's going to help with, with possibly the reason why you're not able to sleep. So you have to know why you're using cannabis. So someone just can't give you cannabis and say, oh, you're not sleeping, take this. Because for example, if, if, you know, let, let's say it's for anxiety, and they give you a high THC gummy and you're not used to that now all of a sudden your anxiety is not going to get any better it's actually probably going to be worse if you're not used to that so like it's got to be you got to be using it like that person would want to utilize something that's high cbd and once you get that going then that tends to really unwind that anxiety and that unwinding is when people start letting their hair down they kick their legs up and they pass out right and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that 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 really natural fall and floating into into your sleep. And that's that's what we want. And so you got to know why. Why are you using cannabis? So that's the first question. So for me, um, you know, I, when it comes to cannabis, uh, I tend to not utilize high THC. I, I'll I'll stop at some point, like earlier in the night, um, it just because I don't want to be so reliant on THC for my sleep, right? So I, I I don't mind CBD and I'll do like a one-to-one or something like that because I think that tends to um, not hit my receptors as hard. I don't want to be crushing my tolerance, right? But I just do what I think I need. If I don't, if I'm tired, I just go to bed, right? And I don't need it. Uh, but if I keep waking up and I have issues for whatever reason, then depending on that reason, I may utilize whatever form of cannabis I would have at that moment that seems suitable. High THC, high CBD, vape, edible, whatever it may be, right? Long-lasting, short-lasting. Um, but for me in general, when I'm talking about or thinking about sleep, eating after 8 p.m. tends to be a killer. You know, I, I wake up, you know, pretty early with stomach issues if I do that. And it's just not like, I, I don't get good sleep throughout the night. It just eating after eight, and especially if it's bad food, which I do, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not someone that doesn't do that. I've done it. Um, I just know what it does to me the next day. So eating, I think late is a killer. Uh, if I can eat before seven, like you feel really good the next day, right? You don't feel heavy, you feel like clean light, right? I really like eating between like intermittent fasting seems to be really great. I try and do my most of my eating between like noon and seven, right? And then I keep Every all the other times, the eighteen hours ish um, eating free, and that just helps my my body die like slow down a little bit, the digestive system kind of settle, and that helps me sleep a little bit better too. It seems uh, lighting is huge. Um, I turn down the lights. If if you got the if you got lights overhead, and if those are bright, it's going to be very tough to get your body's natural melatonin system working right because that's what we want. We want your body's melatonin system to kick in. Uh, pretty much, you know, when it should, like when you're supposed to go, like when the sun starts going down and or, you know, at a suitable time at night, like where you're going to get eight hours of sleep, like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, right? Uh, wake up five, six in the morning when the sun starts rising. um That's, you know, my opinion, the, the most natural way that you can really do it. And what I try and do on a regular basis, turn the lights down. Uh, I try and do red lights or orange, like red, like firelight candlelight type lighting, right? Uh, something natural that's going to be helpful in that sense. If you have red light glasses, blue blocking, red light glasses, um, those are awesome. I, I don't know. They cut out all the blue light. And if I find that when I wear those for like 30 minutes and I just start walking around, I mean, you look weird because you're wearing red lights. Everything looks cool when you're looking out of them. And it's cool to take those to the beach too and just like look out through. It's great. Um, but what I find is at night, like after like wearing them for about 30 to 60 minutes, I just want to pass out. And my body's like shutting down because you know, I'm not letting the blue light in, the melatonin starting to naturally kick in, and it's really helpful to help you fall asleep and get a nice natural sleep. Now, um, pairing that with stretching is fantastic. Uh, some mind-body exercises, um, just slowing down, you know, turning down the lights. I mean, you just roll right into bed, and sleep is really nice at that point, is what I find. And so, your routine before bed is huge. Um, if you're just, lights are on, TV's on, and then all of a sudden you you turn the TV off and then you go sit in bed. And then after you sit in bed, you turn your lights off and you try and sleep. It's going to take a minute. And then you're sitting there with your phone or something. I mean, you have to make sure you put on the blue light blocking setting on your phone. Uh, If you're going to do that, I I try not to, but just, you know, really setting a routine is so helpful uh, if you can do that. Now, you know, if the bills are playing, um, you know, prime time at night—it's a little different, <laughs> but but you know, it's it, it it all depends. And and so I've been really focused on trying to get better sleep, and so I I do think it makes a lot of sense um, to continue these practices, which I do on a, a pretty regular basis. Uh, and then drinking—I just want to say—I uh, um, drink uh, not often, I not as often as I used to. Uh, drinking is is a killer, though. If I drink. I try and drink, I'll say this, um, afternoon, I try and stick to afternoon drinking on the weekends and I try not to take drinking past 7 p.m. Um, if I go past six or 7 p.m., then what happens is I'll fall asleep and about between midnight and three in the morning. I'm just up and I'm hot and like I, I, my body, my metabolism starts kicking in. That's, that's what happens. Your metabolism like kicks in around that time and you kind of, you can't sleep so drinking, unless you drink so much that your body just passes out, and then you just sleep for 12 hours, and then you wake up with a whole slew of other issues. <laughs> so then you're using THC for pain reduction at that point for the headaches and stuff. But a whole different story. Um, but drinking is a killer for sleep. Um, if you guys, any of you out there, if, if you're the type, I used to do this, I have a drink at night. Um you think it's calming you down and you know just uh taking the edge off it's not it, it's it's actually crushing your sleep so um consider that um and you know I again I try and prep the morning uh at night so I try and make sure I do as much for my morning at night as I can so that way when I go to bed I'm just I'm I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just ready to go to bed. And sometimes I'll do some type of affirmations or a sleep, a guided sleep or a guided stretch right before bed, which is really helpful. I like the guided ones just because it helps me take my mind off of anything that could be running through it. It just helps me focus on whatever it is that that person is saying in that guided meditation or or yoga. Um, Helps me sleep, right? So if I can just cut cut off anything that's happening in the real world and just start sleeping, that's what I look to do. So yeah, um, that's it, guys. That is uh, that's that is my sleep, I guess, routine. But it's also just considerations. I would say that we want to be looking at when when we're going through sleep. Well, that is it, guys. That is the fittest at Friday or fittest at, <laughs> fittest of forty on Friday with flower power. Um, next week we're going to be talking about a different part of the pyramid. Uh, we're going to be Moving on from the physical part, which included sleep, nutrition, and physical exercise. And we're going to be moving on to another piece. I believe it's going to be the emotional piece. Um, But can't wait for you guys to tune in again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, as you always do. Please, please, please send this to somebody that you think uh, it could be helped by this content. Please go online and uh, rate us as well. Um, That always helps with getting this in front of more people, which, in my opinion, can help Change the world if we can all do that together. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Stay strong. Peace. for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humiston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show.